I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. We're back. Think that's funny? Yes. But not funny. Ouch. That hurts. Not funny. Yeah, that hurts. Are we recording for real or what's going on? Yeah. Oh, so you're just being mean on the air? Yeah. Okay. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to uh, the uh, source of screen. <laughs> Did you forget what we were? I'm fa- I've about had it with your attitude. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so you yes. did forget. Yes, I know. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Uh, so we uh, we saw a film. We saw a film. It wasn't Deadpool. Um, it was. And we're never gonna do that episode. It's on YouTube now. You can just watch it on YouTube. The film. Yeah, it's like you can rent it on Interesting. YouTube. I might just do that. I'll pass. Okay then. Um, we saw a film that's a trilogy. We saw, I guess it would be the final chapter Chapter in this trilogy. Um, we saw Glass mm-hmm. with Sam Jackson. Yes. Bruce Billis mm-hmm. and James McAhoe. That is correct, but that's not how you pronounce uh, their names. Uh, yeah, it is. So um, let's let's kick it off with your expectations. So when we first saw this trailer, you and I had two very different opinions, and I'm going to call you out on it. You well, had I'm going to defend ho- myself okay, after you yeah, say absolutely. It. You had hope, and you're like, that looks good. When I saw that trailer and how you can just tell how a movie is like going to pan out in terms of like the story, and I was like, that's immediately what I didn't want. That is not going to work. I saw that when the first trailer, everyone was hyped. I was like, that's not going to work. The way they did it, not going to work, and I was really disappointed. Because that trailer, like, I was like, nope, <laughs> not at all. And um, I'm pretty spot on <laughs> with what happened. But I was I was never amped for this. I really liked the last films in this trilogy. It's a really weird trilogy. It's like 19 years apart and then boom, boom. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the listeners some advice. Uh-huh. Sometimes when you're in a relationship and someone isn't excited about something... You have to lie in order for them to go do things with you. You have to pretend like it's the best thing ever. You got to pretend like it's something you really want to do. So then the, it gets in their psyche that they will do it with you. Now, if I had said the movie was bad, we I would have still we never, seen it. No, we would not have. I've seen, seen plenty of bad movies. It's, we would, you, I think we I would see more bad movies than good movies. This film, if I had said it was bad. And also. The thing that Blueberry Prower does is he talks about stuff like over and over again. So I feel like if I had said it was bad also, you would have talked about how bad it was up until the point that we saw the film. And now you're still talking about the film and how bad it is like every 30 minutes. We so, saw it yesterday. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying this that's what you do. You talk about things a number of times. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So you would have said, yo, the fucking trailer sucks. The trailer sucks. Leslie, the trailer no, I, suck. I just dropped it quickly because I'm like, that's going to be disappointing. I've seen it and I'm like, 
I stand correct. So sometimes you got to stretch the truth to get someone to do something. I was going to see it either way. Sometimes. If that's if that's your excuse, you can go with it. I don't buy it. I don't know if the audience buys it. <laughs> well, it is. Okay. Sometimes I'll I'll say shit. It's okay to be wrong. I'm. I mean, I've been wrong. I'm not wrong. I was just optimistic. Like, okay, that's no, that's you know, fine. I'm still not wrong about Tom Hardy being in Venom. He was not in the movie, so I think I'm really glad you said that because I feel like it proves my point I so think much we more. We all know. <laughs> Tom Hardy wasn't in Venom. Tom Hardy is not in Venom. What was your newest theory? I don't think you told everyone in the podcast. Your newest theory, it's not Logan Marshall Green. It's actually... Um, what? You were saying that there was a third person that looks like Tom Hardy. Oh, so there's there's an actor that looks like Tom Hardy. His name is Logan Marshall Green. He was in Prometheus. He was in Upgrade. Mm-hmm. He has a twin. Oh. Who looks just like him. So there are three Tom Hardys out there in the world. So if it isn't Logan Marshall Green, it's, it's probably his twin. his twin. See, that's fucking genius on right. Sony's part. They're mm-hmm. like, they already look the same. We'll just get the twin in here. Mm-hmm. And no one will know the difference. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. Genius. Genius. Anyways, so what were your optimistic expectations? Well, I thought the movie might be okay i mm-hmm. thought it was gonna be good right um you have a solid cast you like, do have a solid cast there's no bad actor in this film at all what about director at this point it's it's like hit or miss it's like it's bullseye literally hit or miss with them or literally on. like you shot the wrong way i just don't know his process and we someone said that this is no excuse whatsoever for a filmmaker because uh-huh. they should work around this. But I guess he like didn't get as much funding as he needed for the film. People have made films off of nothing. That is not an excuse. The reason it probably cost them more money than they needed it to be is because Bruce Willis probably didn't want to be in the movie as much as he was unless <laughs> he got XYZ amount right. of money. Right. And that's probably the main problem because he's not in the film that much comparatively that, that's interesting time. it seems like mcavoy was like the main the main guy person which is fine because you know He's his character is the most compelling most recent as well but uh but yeah so i mean i thought it might be okay i was like oh sort of the psychology of like you know a superheroes in the modern world and shit like that you know dark knight type of status right. but a, a reason i i don't believe the budget the budget theory is because the budget isn't the main issue. No, it's not. It's That's the script. And you know what? Writing a script is free. <laughs> like, anyone can write a script. Also, when you think of M. Night Shyamalan's films, like Signs, that's in one location. Right. It's in a house. It's mm-hmm. in a basement. Or uh, not even a break bolt. There's, It's not really that complex of a script. There's not really any special effects or anything. Uh, but The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. there's... Not really a complex budget, just complex in terms of the the paying the actors because they're bigger name actors. Right. What else has he done? That's and like that's been like somewhat su- successful or successful. You already said Six Sense, mm-hmm. Six Sense, Signs. Signs. Um, I liked The Village. I really liked that film. I don't think it was bad. I think that's one of his best films. Um, I'd say Sign is his best. Because the more I watch sense. it, the more I enjoy it. And, you know, Split and Unbreakable are both great films. Oh, yeah. 
His cameos actually get worse in each film. I thought that was weird. I, They're that, a fucking joke. Well, dude. the first one, him and just like as a regular dude, just going through security. I'm like, perfect. That's the perfect amount. And the second one, he's a security guard, and he has like seven speaking lines, or like he has like yeah. Two there's speaking a whole lines. conversation, and then he tries to wrap up the fact that he's in it. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, when I was a young lad, I. I ran I, with the wrong right. crowd. So that and those like, two are supposed to be the same people. And I'm like, why did you do that? Why see, did you this do is that? Like, we didn't even need that. This is like fucking college level production. Right. Not writing. even. That's It's so bad. There's like, no excuse for that shit. It was the same thing at the end of Split. Like, like the writing and the shoehorning of the whole universe. They're like, yeah, that guy was crazy. Like that other guy from 20 years ago. What was his name? And then Bruce Willis in the, at the diner drink coffee. He's like, Mr. Glass. I was like, who wrote that? And the worst part is it's M. Night Shyamalan. It's like even a fucking 1950s Batman film has right. better, better writing. writing than that. And those films were racist, incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> and those films are still federally written, unfortunately. But yeah, so I think the writing is is the main issue. And I agree. I didn't think the movie was going to be horrible. But the concept of these franchises coming together should have been kind of like a man, that's gonna be awesome. And I was just like, it'll probably be okay. Here's and a, it was way worse than I thought. Here's one part of my expectation. I thought this film was gonna be made, you know, fifteen years ago. So uh, that's that's a problem. Well, I mean, I didn't because I didn't even know that split was, you know, related to Unbreakable. It seems like really weird to, to make this. No, this connected. one like yeah, I, agree. I thought this film was gonna come out a lot sooner than it did. And it's really sad because Unbreakable on its own as a film is, is amazing. Super good. It's a really good movie. And I'm like, wait, why didn't why didn't you just do more of that? Or just, just stop. do do that the sequel if you're gonna do it. But man, expectations, yeah. I I went in trying to be positive. I'm trying to Me be too. more positive about films, even if I'm like mm. jaded. But, <sighs> I know I'm not upset about the optimism, but like just when I saw it, I was just like this doesn't feel right. And when I watched it, I was like, well, they, I, it, they the almost, whole, they almost convinced the whole movie. me. Right. Which Except is for typical. the last part, which was the worst part. They even showed some parts from that. But what, um, I was just like, I don't know. Like when I saw the, the, what they were going for, I'm like, okay, this can maybe work if they do it just right. They do it just wrong. Like perfectly Not even wrong. Just wrong. Just <laughs> perfectly it's like, wrong it's like you got a gps on and it's telling you turn left here and then you make a right and then you drive off a cliff and die and that's what happened and Basically. then the car explodes <laughs> and then a deer pisses on the ashes and that's that is uh the film in a nutshell that's oddly specific i think you could have stopped at the the off the cliff thing. no just keep it going so what's the deer piss represent i'm just curious in your analogy me viewing it as an audience member. Oh, okay. It's very metaphorical. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Long story short, uh, we'll get into it. I, I did not expect this to be good. I did not expect... I was hoping it'd be okay, but it was not. It was... I think the problem is the second act, and we'll get into it maybe after a fake break, but basically, this movie goes from, yeah, there's some you know plot holes to this doesn't make sense to... Who is writing this to where you like are like it's almost how impressive. Are these, it's like, almost honestly. impressive. It just nose dives into the ground and you're like, are these people like I don't think M. Night Shyamalan has spoken to people. 
like I do, like because the I way think he, he went into hiding things, after the last Airbender and maybe, then he forgot how people operate. Because like the way that people have conversations in his films don't make sense to me, and their actions and their motivations, like everyone's motivation in this film, is like explained but not justified or like makes sense. And when we say explain some, at some points they're they like explaining the actions that are happening as they happen. The only difference than having the character explained to the audience is their head isn't just facing the, the screen, but if they face the screen, they would straight up be just like fisting the fourth wall. Just like going, just so you know, my characters fisting their de- ass. up the fourth wall. Straight up, they'd be like, uh, I'm about this. I don't like this. This is the whole point of what I'm doing. <laughs> like, they do stuff like that. And I'm like, wow. That is like, like, you are force feeding us information. That's beyond just plot and like the, you know, how a plot works. That's just like bad. There's, that right. is no excuse for writing like that. You could even just keep it ambiguous and it would, would have been right. better writing. That's what most writers or good writers, quote unquote, do these days. Like yeah, Stranger do, Things. Show don't tell. That's yeah. what they say. I think it's funny. Stranger Things does so well because even they don't know where the fuck they're going with this show. No, they've admitted that too. Oh, have they? Well, yeah, because <laughs> they've just like taken things from other places. There's literally an anime called Elf and Lead that they said it's a very obscure anime, but I've seen it. Uh-huh. It's exactly like Stranger Things. It's the exact same plot. Right. But these people have to come up with their, um, their own, own story, their own But ending. now they're fucked because Elf right. and Lead is only 10 episodes, son. <laughs> well, it's funny because I noticed it's like, all right, so you're probably going to do stuff with the lab and they killed everyone in the lab. I'm like, yep, you just stepped on your toes. <laughs> you don't know how to end this. And they don't. They're pulling a lost right now. They're just figuring it out on the way. <laughs> Basically. But um, I think we'll get into the movie uh, start to finish. And uh, yeah, after this fake break, we'll just kind of go through it. Cool. Fake break. Uh, spoilers, obviously. Fake spoiler break. Sp- spoiler break. Break, fake, fake. Guess who's back? I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the beginning of this film is not awful. It is not good. It's not great, but it's it's not awful. It moves really fast. I don't have an issue with it. In a weird way, it moves fast and slow at the same time. It covers all the bases. So basically... It's a recap. Uh, right. What's like, his name? David? David, the, uh, he has a name now, the overseer. He had a name. Yeah, right. What's funny, though, is in Unbreakable, like, 20 years ago, or whatever it came out, he wears his, um, his, like, rain jacket poncho yeah. as his outfit. His security guard rain right. jacket. And you were saying he should have been wearing that in Split at the post credit scene so that you knew it was him. That way you didn't have to say that Mr. Glass stuff. I said, there's no way he's still going to wear the poncho and he's still wearing the poncho. Yeah, that's his, that's his superhero it, it actually, outfit. It actually works. I didn't think about it, but it kind of works. He's like, um, 
kind of like a Punisher type right, of yeah, yeah, yeah. type of deal. No, I'm about it. I'm about it, but I didn't I didn't see it at first. It works. Mm. See, there's me saying you're right. There you go. You're right. Anyways, he's kind of doing her, her face is not pleased. Uh basically, um he and his son, by the way, spoilers, are kind of tag teaming the superhero thing. He's kind of the oracle to his Batman. And he's kind of like, which I actually really liked. I thought, thought it was a was, really cool. Element. That was realistic in terms of their character dynamic. Cause the son was all about him being a superhero in the first place. Right. It's kind of interesting that they, it's the same actor too, right? Yeah. His That's eyes c- are fucking weird. They are unique. They look like completely black, but when he's younger, they look really blue. It's really weird. It is interesting. I thought like, is it, is he like Satan or like, what's up with his eyes? I don't know. I thought they were unique. Uh, <laughs> unique is one way to put it i think it's interesting though because you know he's like a security guard yeah he has a security business he has a security business Sells like video cameras and or security cameras rather and uh right. shit like that it's just interesting i don't know how long it takes place after split i think it's like a couple months ironically it's like not very long which is okay well yeah because there's he hasn't been caught yet he's still kidnapping girls, girls. right so basically he's investigating. He's trying to find out who's kidnapping these girls and his son and him kind of figure out where uh, Kevin, you know, the the beast or the horde is hiding. They get into a fight <laughs> and uh, a little scuffle, a little scuffle. And then they get caught by what's her name? Sarah Paul. Sarah Paul's character. What is her name? I forget. It's like doc, Dr. The doctor J- and the Dr. pink. Jekyll. Uh, pantsuit right it sounds like a, a james bond uh title well what, what would be doctor, the title doctor doctor in the pink pantsuit yeah Da-na, okay then <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to respond <laughs> uh i'm gonna look up what her name is but basically she catches them and she has somehow Right. No no explanation as she as to has how. Batmaned this whole situation. She knows everyone's identity. Uh she's Dr. Ellie Staple. But Oh she- wait, hold on, sorry. Mm-hmm. So something that I have to mention is that in the film, right. the the way she semi captures Kevin slash the horde slash the beast mm-hmm. is she flashes him with like a camera flash or right. whatever you want to call it. Don't get to and the he, end yet. He changes his personality each right. time he there's a flash in his face. Now that didn't happen in split. So I'm like, okay, so we're we're just gonna put make that we're in just there. making that up as we go along, really. That's fine. Also, couldn't he just do that to himself? How do you mean? Like or does he just change himself? So the way that he they explained it in Split is that one personality, the nine-year-old, for some reason, can pick whoever he wants. He's kind of like the dominant person. Patricia. Right. But Patricia, as so all the personalities can like talk to each other. And then he convinced she like convinced Hedwig to like give the her control. Right. So that's kind of how Kevin works. But yeah, what you were saying, gamer complainer, is that they have a light that just flashes like, and then it just switches personalities. Literally if Bruce Willis had an iPhone it's kind of like the flash get out. <laughs> he would be fine. Right. <laughs> just get a strobe. Yeah. He'll probably just saying. die. <laughs> He's like, oh that was easy. Um maybe he has epilepsy. Maybe that's what that is. Um 
I don't I don't think they explain it in the film. Anyways, but they capture Bruce Willis by saying his name and does the worst thing a superhero like, could do uh-huh. and acknowledge it. Does the Tim Allen <laughs> How did you know? And then he's like, she's like, you'd have to kill a lot of cops to get out of here. And I'm like, there is a hundred ways out of this situation. You could just run or jump over them. You are super strong. But okay. Which, I mean, we never really see the character's full potential. Right. It doesn't feel like Bruce Willis or David ever really tries his full strength. But anyways, they get captured. And what do you know? They get put in the same asylum as Mr. Glass (laughs) for no explicable reason. How convenient. Now, I'm going to go on a small tangent, and then you can carry this over. Or did you want to say something? No, no, do your thing. So, Dr. Ellie Staple gets um, Kevin, the Horde character, Bruce Willis is David, and Mr. Glass in a room, in a a, a facility. And she has three days, this is kind of the plot, she has three days to convince them that they are not superheroes. This is where, for me, the film (laughs) collapses. So, first off... I have no idea whether it matters to government or laws or legality or the judicial system that they believe they're superheroes. They've committed crimes, all three of them. Uh, Mr. Glass is already sentenced and is in that hospital, so it doesn't matter whether he believes or not. He's also pretending to be lobotomized. I mean, there's so much wrong in terms of, like, if you don't know how the movie ends Mm -hmm. with that exact plot point i'm like okay number one if well, someone hold is, on to that the ending anyways you can yeah say i'm not i'm not gonna okay, say the ending you. if someone is insane right mm-hmm. and you're trying to convince them like say <laughs> say it's like a beautiful mind right. or something right, where john right. nash sees people that don't exist he has schizophrenia mm-hmm. no psychiatrist psychologist in the world is gonna be like all right we got three days to figure this shit right. out and Psych- convince John Nash <laughs> that the people in his life that he has known for 30 years are not real. All right, go. Right. It's it's incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> it That is 72 hours to convince someone to change their mental state. Of mind, with, right. With no drugs. And we'll get into the reason why this is, and it doesn't it's make any re- sense. It's the, it's the stupidest shit Right, but ever. my question is, there she's like, all right, give me three days. So her and her, her co-funders, whatever, they pay money to, to do this experiment. And they're all heavily, sed- not sedated, but they're all like, imprisoned with their weaknesses so david has a bunch of water hoses the lights are in kevin's room and mr glass has like a lock on his door because <laughs> he's in a wheelchair um but long story short um she's trying to convince each of them which shouldn't matter legally because the police should be like uh we don't care what they believe they are going to jail for the crimes they've committed um but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of the beast literally like eight people right there's no way. Yeah, the police There's, are going to be like... They need to go... For one thing, they need to go leprechaun. to trial for starters to right. determine whether they're insane or not. They wouldn't just send them to a, an insane asylum to begin with. Like, that just, right. that just doesn't make any sense. And I thought that throughout the movie, I'm like, wait, why didn't they? Why weren't they proven insane in court? Right. Or you had, like, a court case going on while they're in the asylum to right. prove if they're crazy. Because that would make sense. And that's how it works. But it, I guess it's not interesting. We don't follow the rules right. in this film. So, one, that's why they're trying to like convince them. Which, one, for Bruce Willis, makes no sense. He's trying to convince people that he's like, you know, innocent. He's trying to get out of there, but not really. It's because eventually she's like, you're not really a superhero. You're just a very strong man. And he's like, 
I am really strong. And I'm like, dude, do you want to get out of this? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, if you go along with this, you could get out of this scot free and be like, there was no what way it was me. It doesn't make sense because she tells him you're not a superhero, yet she like has she has him in like a metal room that right. he can't escape, quote unquote. I'm like, well, if he wasn't a superhero, why yeah, the fuck why would, would you put him in a metal room in a room that could fill up with water? Right, because water is his weakness. Exactly. And by doing that, she is entertaining the idea. That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. That he's a superhero. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. That's what I was but saying But if she yesterday. was like, you're not a superhero, then he'd be like, then why do you have the one thing that I think is my weakness? And she's like, Shut up. turns on the hose, <laughs> just showers him. Exactly. And I'm like, why? Also, you realize how much like construction it would take right. to fill a room with water right, to drown right. someone? Well, I think it's just like, to, like how do you shoot release him with water. The water? Which we'll talk about that. I didn't think his weakness was water when I watched him break. I thought that he couldn't swim. No, I think initially it was kind of like he couldn't swim. Right. So when he gets sprayed with water and his power is depower, my brain's like, what? <laughs> like, I don't get that. We'll explain later how that backfires. Depower. But that's the whole premise. And she's just trying to convince Kevin. When she's not trying to, uh, you know, cure his split personality disorder or, you know, try to help him cope with a healthy personality or save the personality in there. That's the original person, Kevin. She's just like, you know, you're not super strong, right? <laughs> I mean, either way, he's fucking insane. Either way, he's insane. He's going to go to jail or stay there. And for some reason, they go to the same facility that Mr. Glass is in, who, which, by the way, has been in this facility for 20 years. So there's no point in convincing him he's not a superhero. He has nothing to do with this equation other than he fought Bruce Willis, I guess, in the first movie. There's no reason for him to be in the same building. He just sits in a wheelchair for the first like hour of the movie which this is his movie and he has an important role later in the film but there's no reason for them to bring him to the same and, building and here's another thing about this quote-unquote psych hospital now in the film there's two okay. <laughs> <laughs> i know what you're gonna say there are two orderlies right right, right. now you know i haven't personally been to an insane asylum mm-hmm. but i know of them I know kind of how they work. And if someone is called the beast and eats people and murders mm-hmm. people, you're not going to have one fucking person go in there to bring him food, especially a dude who's like a fucking hippie. And he's like, how you doing today? Yeah. You feeling okay? Well, so there's a bunch of problems with the staff. One, there is no fucking, staff. Yeah. One, there is no staff. If you've, there are better established midnight grave shifts at a Denny's. I know this. Then there are at this psychiatric hospital. I always think of Arkham Asylum when they have the Joker and they literally have like SWAT. They have SWAT. They have things. Those guys are prepared because they know what they're dealing with and they still get fucked. These guys probably, are literally the worst. There's probably more orderlies at a fucking retirement home than there is in oh, this 100%. insane the, the, the The idea that this place is staffed is ridiculous. And they have a theory later like, oh, well, they wanted to keep it very hush-hush. But it turns out that these people were working at the, the same hospital anyways. These weren't like specialists. They were just working there. Like there's like volunteers there and stuff. They just go to an average, you know, medical center. This isn't like a secure facility in any sense of the word. Right. And to me, it's like, like I said, if you have someone like Kevin or even just Bruce Willis, who's just a strong dude, or Mr. why Glass. would you have one person go in there or like not strap them down right, or something? Right. It just makes no sense. Also, I never saw Bruce Willis eat for like the entirety of the of his stay. 
I don't remember him. What it's that's, it's as important. That they don't have to show him eating. <laughs> it just popped in my head. But so yeah, I'm sure ins- they were well fed. There's <laughs> no type of security. There's two dudes that go in and out of the same rooms right. alone, and like they're just awful at their jobs anyway. They're really bad. So throughout the film, Mister Glass gets the idea that the Beast and David, the Overseer, is his nickname in this movie. His superhero name are the right match. And he is trying to prove to everyone that superheroes exist. So Mr. Glass kind of takes this like questioning personal. And the doctor, Elliot Staple, is really good at her job because she can convince a guy who's been a superhero for 20 years, you know, breaking the laws of physics of an average man, that he's not that strong. Or that Kevin didn't really eat people and didn't take a shotgun to the chest. Within beating them of like, She's like 15 minutes. There was steam in the room. The bullets may not have been as good. I'm like, lady, do you know how a shotgun works? <laughs> you know, you know, the steam that right. that's bulletproof mm-hmm. and that Kevlar steam. Right. And she's like the metal bars, you know, I bent them with a wrench. They weren't that strong, but they were from the 1980s. I'm like one. <laughs> What difference I don't does know that make? What what how you bent a bar? If you showed him, maybe you could have convinced him. But I'm like, you could have just said that, and I don't think she could bend a steel bar. Also, with a wrench, this dude did it with his bare hands. Right, right, right. We don't know what kind of wrench he had. <laughs> the Allen Jack Five Thousand. <laughs> but what's 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 also amazing is he's like climbing on ceilings, and she's like, "You watched videos of rock climbers." They were very good at okay, rock climbing. Okay, these are walls. Right, he's on the ceiling like Spider-Man. These these walls don't have like rivets or anything for you to stand on. These walls are flat. Right. Uh, and she convinces basically him and she convinces the Horde and David that they may not be as super as they think, which is just the stupidest idea. Like I get Kevin cause he has a bunch of split personalities and maybe there's something going on up there. That's not, you know, registering, but David has literally been fighting crime for 20 years, like throwing dudes like out of buildings. Like I'm like, come on anyways. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of the premise. And then Mr. Glass kind of starts like playing his house of cards you know, step by step, he starts, you know, messing with the orderlies. He starts talking to Kevin like, yo, we could get out of here. Starts challenging David. I mean, I'm honestly kind of forgetting the movie because it was kind of boring. But no, I, I fell am asleep. I, am I for, missing anything for except for the horrible minutes. staff? I fell asleep after the the meeting. <laughs> it was the meeting with all three of them in that uh, the room right. when they're all sitting together. That's, and I that's don't know where if we you, are. I don't know if you heard the woman next to us. The one yelling? Yeah, I think I picked that up on... That was so weird. She's like, what are you going to do, bitch? I was like... I was like... Where did that come from? Right. And Why I was, is she so bad? I want to tell her. I'm like, you are aware that this is a motion picture, not a FaceTime. <laughs> she cannot hear you. Dr. Elliot Staples so cannot glad. hear you. I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, wait, was that... What just happened? I was happened? trying to enjoy my beer and what Well, and the guy next film. to me, I kept making like comments under my breath and he thought they were hilarious because he kept laughing every time I said something. I was the guy next to you. No, the the guy that was to my right, not you. There was a guy to your right? Yeah, there was her husband. Like every time I would talk okay. shit about the movie, he would start laughing. I, I did not hear I him. think they were drunk or something. Very possibly. This woman literally yelled at the top of her lungs, what are you going to do, bitch? <laughs> right. And this was like a, you know, a middle-aged white woman. woman. Who 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, I think she was drunk. Anyways, that was I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I just was trying to ignore it. Um Well, I was like, I'm not going to acknowledge that cuz I don't want to start start a something. war. Yeah. But all right, so we're in the movie. <laughs> so basically, Kevin starts playing with some By the way, um she has a way to beat, you know, the beast with the lights and water hoses for David. <laughs> it sounds really stupid. Her her way to beat Mr. Glass is she has cameras on every inch of the building, like over a thousand oh, cameras. Oh, what are you gonna do, bitch, with the camera? Right. And I'm like, like and I'm like, yo, I've had a security camera. They just show what happened. It's not like they stop people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We saw him escape south. Maybe we that, got him. Maybe that woman's question was very relevant. Also, I would have just put a tracker in his wheelchair. That's just me. Or just on him. Yeah. Wheel, I mean, he walked briefly. I'm pretty sure a tracker on the wheelchair would be way more cost effective than a thousand cameras. Well, you would think that also if he left the room, like alarm bells off automatically. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like some kind of detection. And the staff no. was like, no help. What's funny is. Yeah, because there's only two of them. If if they're both, you know, sick that day, then. Right. This, the psych ward is just fucked. Long story short, Mr. Glass is super smart. He beats all the security systems. He types a bunch of codes in. He convinces the beast to team up with him. And he's like, all right, cool. We're going to get out of here. He like goes like, all right, we're going to go down. Which is funny because he kills one of the orderlies with a piece of glass. Metaphor, Ironically. obviously. Yeah. And, and the guy dies. Like, what does he say? He's like, it took forever to you, find You took this too piece. long to find the piece of glass. And I'm like. No, I think he said like it took forever to find the best piece or something. I'm like, but you got like 12 pieces right, right there. So he's, yeah, he cuts the dude's throat and he's like the midnight. He's the grave shift. The dude comes in the next morning. So I'm assuming like eight hours later, maybe four hours yeah, later. Tweedledee at, at the and minimum. Tweedledum just yeah. swapping off. And he sees his friend dead in the bed and he like goes on the PA system and goes, hey, Daryl. And Daryl doesn't this respond. Dude, he's bleeding he's from the neck. dead. Like even if he wasn't dead, you see a guy in a bed. You see your coworker in the bed the dude and the room missing, is empty. Yeah. And instead of calling the police or doing his job or like, you know, even freaking out, he hears a noise in the personal items room, like the locker room. And he goes like, I'm going to go in there. <laughs> and he goes in there. So mind you, this dude is still dead in the room. Right. He didn't like call they, anyone. They haven't help. moved him. And it's been like six hours, which means that no one else has noticed that Mr. Glass and Kevin have escaped. There's been no alarms. There's been no one else checking the camera feeds. There's been no alarms on they the doors. Literally, what also doesn't make sense to me is they they have been like gone for half a day. How the fuck are they just not? Right. How not are gone. they still there? Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, does no one find this weird? So what happens? They're is, just waiting outside, like with their arms crossed or some shit. Yeah, like, like, do you what think what they'll see they us? Doing for They're four just watching, hours. watching the chaos ensue at this place. Right. They're like, they were like, man, I feel like guard. I think, well, I think because basically they're waiting for a show. They're trying to show people they have super. Well, they went in the basement first. Right. That must have taken four hours to, to get, get through to the, the basement. basement. Well, I figured they're like, wow, literally no one is stopping us. We need to slow down. Well, there was three guards. You killed two of he, them. He fought. Oh, that's that right. That was about it. So, yes, basically they go through the basement. 
and no one stops them. They like walk through a bunch of security gates because Kevin puts on like scrubs. There's no security badges. <laughs> scrubs, it's clearly him. It's he clear. Just... It's like wow, those are the two people <laughs> we're supposed he's to detain. Mr. Glatz in the wheelchair. Right. This is this just the. He stupidest doesn't have shit. a. He doesn't have a medical mask on or anything. It's right. just. He just wearing some scrubs and he's got a and hat. He's got a hat. And then he's pushing Mr. Glass. Right. And they're like, wow, those look like the two people we're supposed to not let well, those, leave. Well, those women did make the phone call. They're like, that shit don't right. look right. So there's like two cleaners that come in through um, the basement and they're like, hmm, this doesn't look right. None of the medical security team or none of the personnel or the staff was like, yo, this is weird. It was the fucking cleaners that were like, you know what? Came in this doesn't look right. And they call security. And that's how they kind of get caught. And they defeat security. Yeah, they defeat security. But at least they did their jobs. Uh, Long story. They went above and beyond. Yeah, they went above and beyond. They need to run this fucking place. Yeah, seriously. Put them on the night shift. They don't look like fucking idiots. Anyways, so they get out. Keep in mind, this is eight hours after they escape. Because they escape at like, I assume, 1 a.m. And now it's like (laughs) 9 a.m. So they've just been chilling at 8 a.m. Maybe they were in the cafeteria. I don't know. Like you said, we never saw them eat food. Yeah, Maybe they were like, true. yo, I'm fucking starving. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, the horde has to eat for like, what, 80 different people. So. Does it work like that? I don't know. Because they're saying the physiology, like one of them needs insulin. Well, the beast, I would imagine, needs, you know, all that protein. That's why he eats more people, food. I think. Yeah. I thought that was his whole reason. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, right. So each person has their own motivation. Uh, except Bruce Willis. Except, well, I don't know the beast motivation either. <laughs> well, the beast motivation is he's trying to make the world more pure. Because not enough people have felt damage. And he's supposed to be the one that defends Kevin. That's according to the movie Split. Well, okay. But it still doesn't make sense. Right. Because he saves people that have already suffered. And I'm like, wait, you want to make the world pure. But you're punishing people that haven't suffered. Suffered yeah. and are pure. Right. Lol, what? Right. It's like, well, he's saying like people who have suffered, who have endured pain are like pure people. How? I don't know, white privilege. That's what I'm going for. That's like how I took it. But he ate that black girl. If anything, she gets a, you know, black people should get a pass automatically. Like, I don't even think they should be a part of this. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then Mr. Glass is still on the, we got to prove we're superheroes. He's still on that train 20 years later. And that's why he's kind of doing all this. Train. That is funny. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about unquote. that. Quote, um, this is when the movie decides to go from like, you know, when your pilot's like, all right, we're going to go lower our altitude like a thousand degrees. Like, yeah, he's just yeah. notifying you. Of yeah, what he's we're notifying doing you. On the way. And then he just fucking does like spiral spinning tricks the like in Star just blows Wars. Up. You see the movie Sully? <laughs> you see that movie? No, he landed the plane in uh, Sully. He got that shit done. It, you mean like the one with Denzel? Yeah, Flight? What's Flight. Is that what the movie's called? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, the one where he flies the plane upside down with yeah, like a or, plane Yeah, or it could be like Flight Plan with Jodie Foster. No. All right, I changed my mind. Con Air. <laughs> this is Con Air when they crash the plane, this is the a, plane in Las Vegas. To me, it's more like Mad Max um, Fury Road mm-hmm. when they're driving through the desert and then this desert storm shows up and everyone gets fucked. <laughs> yeah, basically. So first of all, Mr. Glass is just rolling out outside just rolling in circles basically the police come Woo! by no one's doing anything like no one's stopping mr glass no one's like hey let's get back inside keep in mind this man's bones are extremely fragile like if you flick him his bones break so literally anyone could just grab him and wheel him in he's really intelligent but literally anyone could I mean, stop his, him his physically. body parts aren't intelligent 
Right. No, yeah. You, anyone can literally stop him, but no one does. No one even approaches him except his mother. Oh, that's also weird. So she they seems s- pretty chill about everything mm, he does. She does. In a weird way. Well, she's, she's a proud mother. Well, I guess. she's like, oh. Baby killed stop. about 2,000 people. You're not nothing. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Basically. But what's weird is, so each one of these characters has a supporting character. Uh, Bruce Willis has his son. Uh, David, I mean, sorry, that's David. Uh, Mr. Glass has his mother. And oh, no. Glass, you could, I'll let you take this one in a minute. Glass has the girl from Split, which is really weird for a bunch of reasons. Uh, so they escape, and for some reason, they all show up at the hospital at the same time. There's no explanation because no one knows they've escaped yet. Then the alarms go off, and they're all like, oh, no. And I'm like, why did you guys all fucking come here? Why do you guys all come here at the same time? You know, just casual. Right. One came by bus, they one like rode the, their bike. They all the same thing in mind. They're it's all like fine. just visiting. Is yeah. it visiting hours? Yeah. Is this, I don't know. It's, it's unexplained. It's very convenient, you know, that they all met at once. It, I, it can happen, you know. And they all turn and Mr. Glass does that look I love so much. I'm going to turn into a meme. He's just like. <laughs> it sounds like the Waligi face. <laughs> wow, Was it I'm going to win. <laughs> And then basically, Kevin's just like throwing dudes around. He's like throwing girls into vans. He's like flipping cop cars. He's like, fuck the police. And then Bruce Willis is finally like, all right, I'm going to help. And then he just punches his door down. Takes him a minute. Takes him a minute. Punch the door down. They start fighting for a bit. Now, this is where it gets weird because no one has stopped Mr. Glass and a bunch of police go to surround Kevin and and David. And they just police, fight for a bit. Quote unquote. I don't even know. Yeah, anymore, they're not like real honest. police. And then Kevin starts eating a bunch of them. Mr. Glass locks a bunch of them. Um, so just to take a break from this, just like this chaos. Do you want to go into what the girl okay. from Split is trying to do? Okay. And I'm gonna get her name in a minute. I totally forget her name. Right. Her name is Ka- Casey. Casey. Ann right. Taylor is Casey. What's what's her deal and her connection with Kevin? Because she came in earlier in the movie. So, so explain what she visited. So you forgot this, but in the first film, right. she was sexually molested by her uncle. I didn't forget. No, in the movie theater you did. You're like, what's the uncle? And you asked me. I was like, remember she was molested? No, I, I do remember that. I don't know what you're talking about. But just That's continue. Continue, you continue your the point. Theater. So she's molested by her uncle, and then in this film, she says, oh, I told, I said that my uncle molested me, and he got arrested, blah, 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 blah. No, right. I was wondering, like, why she told Kevin that. That was my question. I'm like, does he know? Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was my question. Okay. Good for you. Um, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Continue. So, so yeah, so if you remember, she molested by her uncle, mm-hmm. pretty bad, and that's why she survived the beast because she already suffered. And at the end of the film, she like looks at him and he's like bending the bars or whatever, and then he's like, "Rejoice, you have suffered." Um. So then in this film, she's in like a good part of the movie, which she shouldn't be because her storyline should have been wrapped up already. She. Goes to see the beast after she finds out that um, that Kevin was captured slash the horde slash the beast, and she goes to see him, and then she asks the psychiatrist lady, she's like, "Can I talk to him?" And she's like, "I don't think that's a good idea." Cut she's to really her- against. She's really against it. <laughs> Cut to her in the room talking to to Kevin, 
And she's, I think, does she start talking to the nine-year-old kid first, Hedwig? Yeah, she talks to Hedwig first. Yeah, she does, because he, he says that the funniest line in the movie. Yeah. Um, so she starts talking to Hedwig, and she's acting really odd. So this is a man who kidnapped her and ate her, her two friends, friends. Literally in front of her. Ate them from, like, the legs up, like, consumed them like a cannibal. Yes. Don't know how else to describe that as visually as awful as it is. And she's like, she's basically like, I miss you. I want to help you. You helped me talk about my uncle. And I'm like, you know, it's a really roundabout way to deal with, you know, post-traumatic stress. Right. And this is 100% definition textbook Stockholm syndrome. 100%. Where you have now sympathized with your captor. Abductor, yeah. Not only that, but one, she, the, the, the doctor's like, this is insane because this person tried to kill yeah, you. Yeah, she even says that. She's like, why do you want to talk to him? She's like, I feel, I feel a connection with him. I feel bad for him and I feel sympathy. I'm like, this dude. Does that work for you at all? No. No, it doesn't it work makes, for me. Either. And it also is weird because it's like she's still in high school. She hasn't graduated high school. She's not college or anything. Like this is right after she got kidnapped. It's not not this long is after. Maybe within Which six is also months. weird because I'm like, well, you'd think she would have helped with the investigation to find him in the first place. Right. He wasn't he obviously wasn't hard to find because Bruce Willis found him in ten minutes in the first ten minutes of the right. film. Um and so by the near the end of the film um when she meets up with him she basically is like kevin you're great don't forget it just go right. go to the light control the light yeah she's trying to get kevin back in control of the horde but it's in a it's in this weird sexual sexual way, way. it's not like, like overtly. there's an undertone of sexuality or like she is into him and right. he's into her if that wasn't intended, you feel, really missed the mark on that. Because that I wasn't the only one that felt no, that way. No, many made, people have felt. I that felt way. very uncomfortable, and I'm like, "What is happening right. right now?" And she did kiss Hedwig, and Hedwig's like, "Are you cheating on me with Kevin?" Right. Uh, they kind of have some like, I wouldn't say romantic. They um, have some sparks, connection, chemistry. Yeah, yeah they had some chemistry, and also. Um, like their touches, like the way they touched each other was kind of like, I'm forgetting the word. Sensual? Yeah, it was sensual. There you go. There was like some sensual moments and we'll get into that. But basically, yes, she's kind of been trying to help Kevin and like kind of get close to him. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. It doesn't work. Cut back to where we are in the film. And now the doctor who was like, I don't think you should talk to Kevin is like, the lights aren't working. The lights that flash aren't working. We need you to go talk to Kevin. We need you to stop the beast. Which to me, I'm like, you flipped your boat real quick. Well, they didn't even try the lights. They're just like, it's daytime. I'm like, you know, they, flashes They didn't work. even say it's daytime. I said that. So I don't understand. The <laughs> lights, just turn up the fucking luminosity. You know, just it, Flashes do work in the daytime. Yeah, right? It's not like they don't work. I'm, I'm a photographer. So I'm like, bruh. Also, my question is, they said the lights flashed if the sensor, like he got too close to it in his room, I'm like, what if he closed his eyes and put his hand over his eyes? Already. Plot hole right there. Right. It's not like they did a clockwork orange and kept his eyes open. He could have closed his or eyes. he could have just put something over his eyes. Or, yeah, general. like a pillow, a pillow sheet. Blanket, yeah, anything. he had like stuff his in his hand. Room. Right. This movie is fucking <laughs> stupid. 
<laughs> it doesn't I mean, work. what would you have used as an alternative to a flash? I probably would have used a noise because you can't control noise. Yeah, like, well, you can like stop if you hearing, just play, I guess. No, not really. Have you, you could, seen Bird Box? Oh, wait, no, wait. <laughs> Never mind. That's also a concept. I would have used sight. like tasers and also like a room that he like just a padded room he can't get out of. Or colors. Yeah, you yeah, you could have like a mixture, but like just the lights is not enough. No, because the thing is, everybody, so you can close your eyes. You can't close your ears. I mean, you can cover them. You can just make a sound louder, though. If you're covering them, though, you'll probably not be, like, in a position to tackle that's someone what or escape. That's what I'm saying. It's right. like, it's like, would you rather get punched in the eye and fight someone or get punched in your ear? Either way, the system they had in place didn't seem foolproof. No. I already thought of, like, two or three ways to get out of that one. No, it's, it's and I'm not even really lazy, really stupid writing. Long story short, she's trying to talk to Kevin and... Uh, uh, I guess, should we get onto the twist of the film? So the doctor just goes, go talk to Kevin. Straight up, go up to that guy who's eating a cop right now <laughs> and tell him to stop. <laughs> go help him. And then should we get this into young, the, the twist? This young, 17-year-old girl. Is the key to the future because their their lights uh, aren't going to work. <laughs> you could have just said that Mr. Couldn't Glass broke the lights. she just take a light with her? Right, because they're all in this room and they, they had a setup before, but I don't know. Like, wouldn't any huh. flash work, or do you need, like, 800 I'm, flashes? I think that flash is, like, specifically designed. I don't know. To to blind you completely, or? I guess. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, I think it's a special light. You can't just use a flashlight. What if it was just, like, infrared light? Like, you just did, like, a one of those little red lights or something? I don't know. You'd probably blind them. I don't know. Which is kind of a win. I don't know. But anyways, do you want to kind of get into the twist of, like, the, you know the what i like to call the uh grindelwald kind of like reveal oh well something we missed is i like mr glass's plan was to like blow up a building that was just built and they were gonna have like some kind of fight superhero fight and it's like show the world it's like oh wow that sounds so cool that doesn't happen it doesn't happen they they have a long shot of the building which is just a cgi and they're like look the building in the background i'm like Number one, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I'm like, well, Mr. Glass has no means to get there, for starters. He can't drive. He does, He's super Uber. far away. Doesn't have any bombs. Doesn't have any detonation of any kind. He's just like, yeah, there's uh, some, some biological chemical businesses in there, and I'm going to blow them up. I'm like... Bruh, hi, you're, you you barely got out the hospital and we're an hour and 45 minutes No, he in. got out of the hospital real easy. In his defense, I no, think I'm, he thinks no, all I'm buildings saying, are that poorly no, I'm staffed. Saying, I'm saying in terms of the amount of time for him to right. come up with another plan right. in reference to the time we have left in this film. I'm like, Well, I knew we, he wasn't going to get there because yeah. I didn't see anything in the I'm trailer. Like, yo, I'm like, I know you would have put something we, in the trailer. We don't got another 45 minutes for that, so we ain't going there. Not Let's going not together. pretend. Even if they could have just cut that out and I would have been fine. Right. Like... I'm like, don't they, even make they do that it shit up. So he can do the twist. But the twist I'm really talking about is Kevin's parents is what I was talking about. Oh, that's so. Oh, my so God. basically. Wait, I want to do this. You want to do it? OK, yeah, I'll okay. let you do it. So if y'all remember from Unbreakable One, Bruce Willis was in a train accident where only he survived. The cause of the train accident was Mr. Glass. Mm-hmm. Well, twist in the tale. <laughs> So basically, uh, Kevin Horde Beast's dad 
was also on that train. About four seats back. And his <laughs> four ellipse edits. What a twist. His dad was on the train and his dad died uh, on the train. So um, his mom abused him uh, for the for his entirety of his life. And so he sort of created the beast as a way to protect himself, which still... Stop that. Don't do that. Which still doesn't make any sense because then why does the beast need to eat people? What does that have to do with his post-traumatic stress of being abused and shit his whole life? Right. So the beast doesn't take this well and decides to just gut punch Mr. Glass. He's like, you are no longer pure. (laughs) Just like gut punches him. Um, Long, uh, I mean, yeah, he just got punches him, and then that guy no, just doesn't like, move. He like grabbed his shoulder or something, and, and like just threw broke him. It, yeah. yeah, which actually doesn't make sense now that I think about if it. He broke his like maybe he broke his like collarbone. Yeah, which is, I mean, if he's made of fucking glass, then yeah, keep in mind sense. what we've been talking about is like forty-five minutes of the film, maybe even yeah, an hour. the first two acts just like kind of roll by. <laughs> but so no, no police have showed up as of yet. I mean, they, there was like the 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 security of the asylum finally came, but then freaking and then people dressed up as police showed up. Right, we'll talk about that. But basically, David like put half of them in a container and bent a bar, and then uh, Kevin ate the rest. Legend has it they're still in there to this day. <laughs> yeah, they they never made it out. <laughs> then straight up, Kevin uh, Kevin now knows that his weakness is water, and he then they have a fight in basically this giant water container, which is just. Right outside. It doesn't make sense thing. though because they were like a foot away from it, and then all of a sudden they were inside the container. I'm like, did he like jump in with no, Bruce he, Willis? Yeah, or he, he like he like put him on his shoulder and tackled him inside. Wait. I don't. I'd have to watch the cut because to me, like, it just didn't make any sense because they were literally like thirty directly feet away. in front of each other, and then all of a sudden they're like in a wrestling move in this tank. I'm like, so did you? Did y'all yeah, just like no, jump I, in? No, that the did happen. Happened? He picked him up and then like carried him over there and threw him. But he in. just threw whatever, and it's not important anyway. Um, so yeah, they have a fight in this water tank. Bruce Willis breaks the water tank, uh-huh. whatever, and then more like of these weird people show up. These police that aren't very good at their job, mm-hmm. and they get eaten by Kevin again. Um, and then I guess just a fight ensues and then everyone starts to die. Okay. Yeah. So keep in mind, Mr. Glass is still on the ground, uh, from his shoulder burn. His mom is just talking to him. I don't know why she's not calling an ambulance. Mm -hmm. She just seems chill with her son dying. Uh, Dr. Ellie Staples has just been waiting in the sidelines like shit. I don't know what's going on. Uh, this is above my pay grade. This is above my pay grade. Um, Kevin tries to like run and escape for a minute. And then Casey stops her, stops him, and is like, Kevin, no, Kevin, come back to the light. And he's like, all right, it feels good. And then, bang, he gets shot. And, okay, so this doesn't make any sense. Right. Again, she was standing in front of parallel him. to him. Right. Right. He gets shot. How no bullet entered this girl's body and entered his from the right side of his body uh-huh. makes no fucking sense. Well, no, I think it makes sense because she like straight up just moves like an idiot. She sees the laser. No, and she's no, like, no. Ooh. She no because it was like it was right here, mm-hmm. like where his his sort of left kidney is, mm-hmm. and they were standing almost directly parallel to each other. And that shot mm-hmm. was from directly behind her. 
Right. She like literally just turns. No, she no because she barely turns. You can she, watch it. We can watch it like, again. You'll she see. She turns it like sense. twenty degrees. Right. She doesn't do a full like ninety degree turn. Right. But it's like right here. Yeah, it's a hell of a like shot. Like under his rib cage. Right. Hell of a shot. I, I guess the, the shot just fucking can go through Freaking other people's bullseye. bodies. Daredevil's villain, season three. So so what happens is he dies. He does and die. And I'm like... Uh, just got to know that character, I'm like, really. I guess that's where we're going with this. It is a trilogy, so I guess we're just wrapping shit up right now. Yeah, so he's done. And the guy that shoots him has like a weird clover field on his... It's his, not a clover field. It's just a clover you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he has a Clover logo on his like hand. I thought that was a reference to Bullseye. I thought he was going to be a superhero. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Hey, this is a totally Long story film. short, um, Bruce Willis ain't doing so good. He he didn't like that water. He's oh my he can't God. he this can't like get up. Part. So this to me was confusing because I thought he would just drown in water because he couldn't swim. It turns out that water depowers him, so that he can't even like do a push up right now. He can't move, and this. The same security dude that shoots that other guy walks across the field, grabs Bruce Willis, and just starts drowning him in this puddle that formed. It's literally like a pothole with water. Yeah. It's like it's like three inches of water. Right. And he dies. Okay. They drown him in a puddle. Right. Well, before that, before he dies, because, all right, spoiler, everyone dies. Um, Mr. Glass is being comforted by his mom. And then Dr. Ellie Staple tells the mom, I'm going to watch him for a second. You go away, basically. And she's like, I can handle this. You go do something else. Which, it makes, Which no, makes sense. no sense. Because the Again. only reason that woman is there is for her son. <laughs> and yet she's like, you go away. I'll take care of this. And she goes away. And then she goes, I want you to know there is a secret society that knows about you super people. It may come for you that you were right. And he's like, I was right. One, I don't know why she had to say that. I don't know what comfort that gives him. Then she goes, okay, you can come he's talk like, to him. He's like, I know, I was right. And the mom comes back and he's like, we exist. Then she runs over to Bruce Willis, who is being drowned and goes, did I convince you that you weren't a superhero? And he's like, <laughs> she's like, hey, excuse me, did I convince you? He's drowning. She touches his hand and he can kind of see that there is a society that is designed to like hide the superheroes from the world. And that's the whole premise. This is the last 10 minutes of the film. Did I convince you? Bro? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> he's like drowning. And he's like, she, he can't even answer. Meanwhile, this guy, hey, you don't even see this guy's face. He's just choking the shit out of Bruce Willis until he dies. And she's like, I don't know if I convinced him. And then James McAvoy dies. And that's it. That's basically it. Then Elliot Staple goes to a tea party. At this bar. No, it's like it's like a cafe. Yeah, it's like thing. a cafe bar, whatever. Diamond. And what's weird about this is one person leaves, and there's probably forty people in this cafe. Right. And ever and the, when this one person leaves, everyone gets all quiet and they look at each other. And then she walks in and she's like, "I did it." Right. What's well, funny <laughs> I'm like, though? What is going on? Is the mission was to convince them that superheroes didn't exist, so the word wouldn't spread. Which one? There are so many better ways to do that. You should have just kept them locked up and drugged up or just killed them. That's how you do that. Convincing them they're not superheroes doesn't do anything because they would just rediscover their powers. You know, 
Bruce Willis going, oh, maybe I'm not a superhero, then realizing, oh, yeah, I can still lift, like, two tons. Plus, it defeats the entire purpose of, of the, the first right, movie. Right, Because exactly. that's what makes it interesting is the fact that he's avoiding it, even though he knows that he is. Right. And he accepts it and becomes a superhero at the end. I'm like, why are we just going backwards yeah, in, 20 in the years stupidest later. way? Right, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. And these characters have already established, like, what they can do in the film. Right. Even def- in Split, like, we already knew that. It would have been interesting if it was like maybe 10 minutes of the film, but it's the whole point of the film. What's even funnier is the whole point of the mission. She keeps saying, I didn't want anyone to die. I didn't want this to happen. Then she goes to the diner and goes, the mission was a success. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, was it now? Was the mission successful? (laughs) Well, that was the whole point. I could have killed them. (laughs) When you you don't want to admit you're wrong at your job. Yeah. The mission was successful, and she's like, "I'm willing to do this at the next town." So what's super funny is she said that the mission was successful, and she's like, "People don't know about superheroes," and I'm like, "It's amazing that none of that was covered on the news or like you know anything, especially like 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 this is a person who serial killed like four girls. That's news. Not no, it was more than four. Okay, like a bunch of girls, and then the overseer who's a vigilante was caught." So some government agency somehow was like convinced the local justice system, hey, let's try to put these people in insane asylum and convince them they're guilty because they were going to go to court. That Mm -hmm. just never happened. Right. So there was no real point to this evil society's plans except to convince themselves they weren't villains, which doesn't make sense in the first place. I don't know why they exist. Then at the end of it, uh, for some reason, Elliot Staple goes to a comic shop. They don't really explain why. And she realizes because some other dude goes, this guy's the mastermind in a really obvious looking at the camera kind of way. And she goes, maybe Glass had a plan. And she goes back to like the freaking security room, which, by the way, don't know who the security guy is because he didn't stop him from escaping like two days early. It's a new guy. He was hired early. He was hired after the fact. Right, right, right. After everyone died. He passed the background check. Now he's now he's hired. Gotcha. Well, he's like, oh, yeah. She's like, was any of the information downloaded? He goes. Not downloaded, but it all streamed on Twitch. Ain't that neat? And then she's like, well, I'm fucked. (laughs) And basically, Dr. Glass sent it to all the family members saying, yeah, superheroes exist. And that's the ending of the film. I think if they wanted to do the secret society, they should have opened with the secret society. Introduced it early Not throw it in at the end. Right. And they could have done that, you know, even with the whole like, oh, well, it's not in our budget. I'm like, you literally just could have put that in the first five minutes of the movie. And I would have been like, okay, well, you've already hinted at it. So I don't think it added anything. No, it didn't. It it just ruined the movie. So I think it's funny. She's like, I have a thousand cameras. And he's like, perfect. They should have just said it was the government. That would have been more believable. to me. Oh, yeah, sure. I would have been fine with that. The government kind of Because they're following him in the first place or, or following those people Story, anyway yeah. exactly i completely why agree does that. it have to be some secret society with clovers that doesn't make any sense right what do the clovers represent luck they always have to be lucky charms well it's only three leaves it's not even four is a lucky charm or a lucky clover only three no it's four yeah four leaf clover yeah yeah but they had three. Oh. i don't know then <laughs> <laughs> anywho um, so she's fucked. And basically because she put all those cameras around, he like streamed the whole thing. And, and everyone's that's the end of the film. It just, it's like, it doesn't even have like a morbid ending, like upgrade or something where I'm like, oh wow, you, you wow. went for it. 
But just everyone died. Bruce Willis died like a bitch. He died in a puddle. Unbreakable. I said that a hundred times. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I annoyed you, but I'm like, I just couldn't fucking believe it. Split got shot in the tummy and died out in front of the girl who he tried to kill. And Who's Mr. Glass died from like the worst shoulder rub. <laughs> I just imagined him at a masseuse, not too out of cape. Ah! He dies. <laughs> like that was the thing. It was only his shoulder and he died. I, I think it was, was like old. his collarbone. He grabbed him like from here. Is still his sternum or whatever. Right. That's the film split. I don't think this movie would have worked. This movie didn't even need to be made. Like it was such a waste of everyone's time, Mm -hmm. but it made its budget back. So that's really annoying. Well, it didn't have a high budget. Remember 20 million is a high budget. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So people moonlight was made on a million dollars. That film won best picture. That was a good movie. Keep talking about it. It's a fantastic movie. I'm sure mm. Bill Street was made on a million. What I don't like is what I, I I thought this film, like Unbreakable and Split, were both really both unique takes on like superhero and films. And supervillains, yeah. But instead of, you know, expanding doing on something that. unique, they just combined them in this weird blockbuster film that just falls flat. There's and like kinda, four four different films going on in one thing, and none right. of but none of the stories are good. That's and another so, problem. Do you think that there's going to be a sequel? I honestly can't say for sure because I feel like right. it's a test the waters type of thing. Uh-huh. Where if it does well, then they'll make a sequel, and if it doesn't, it's whatever. Because Walt Disney is one of the distributors of the movie, which is really yeah. so they wanted some cash on that. I don't think it's going to have a sequel. One, because of its reviews. And two, I think... I don't think what the actors were... will come back Well, because the reviews are so bad. Yeah, they're bad. What What is it at right now? I'm going to check it it's out. It's at 36%. Shit. And I think it's got like a 5 out of 10 on IMDb. Not that that really matters, honestly, but it is a, an objectively bad movie. Yeah. Man. Like it's... Even people that, you know... I wouldn't expect to watch this or expect to talk about movies like on your comment section or like this movie fucking sucks. Right. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Like if, if, if you can't like, I was even buzzed when I watched this movie. Yes. I had one beer and yes, I was buzzed. I'm a lightweight. Anyways. And I I was just like, I had a Jameson and ginger ale. I was, I I can enjoy almost anything if I have a beer in my hand. And I could not enjoy this film. No, it's not even fun to watch. You're just like, where is this going? Yeah, I wanted to watch it again because I wanted to write down all the shit that didn't make sense because I'm positive we missed shit. Well, and I feel bad because James McAvoy does such a good job and he's not even going to be like praised for his work. He did well in Split and people praised him in Split. Yeah, but I thought he was like... Because it expands more on the characters and or the part where the flash keeps happening and he has to keep changing like a bunch of different times. I thought that was amazing. He is amazing in this film. And I just feel bad because I feel like, you know, he went all out and he he obviously worked out a shit ton because he was buff as fuck. The dude's only like five, six, five, seven. And he had a huge presence like on camera. We should do the movie Shooter. No, Assassin. What is he in? Uh, the the one where he's like a hitman. Yeah, wanted. Wanted. Yeah, you should do wanted. That movie also like is great and then falls flat at the end. It's better than this though. Oh, for a hundred percent better. It's way more enjoyable. Anyways, is there any, wait? What are our closing thoughts though? We just uh, that, summarized the film, <laughs> right? 
Um, I think the film could have been better if it went in a different direction with the the society. What would you have like if you could totally change? They're like Tristan. I mean, Probesinator. Yeah, uh, you have. Bro, you're so bad at this. If I want a secret identity, I'm <laughs> never telling you. If I become a superhero, you will never know. You will never know. I cannot trust you with anything. Anyway. Taking you <laughs> off my car insurance. Um, <laughs> so, if you, if they're like, all right. You get to you do have whatever to, you want with this film. <laughs> yeah. You get to write whatever you want. Forget everything that happened. What would you do with the characters? Well, gamer complainer, what I would do is I I didn't mind the setup of the film. I kind of liked the idea. I didn't know they were in the same city, so that I would kind of try to explain that both like Bruce Willis and this other guy are in the same city. Because like when I watched Split, I didn't think they were in the same city. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they were just in different places of like. Yeah, America. I thought Split was like nowhere. Yeah, town. Like, they just I thought it was like Oregon, or, and this was like Boston or something. Anyways, right. um, maybe they weren't, and they just were like. Yeah, now they're like now they are in the same town. But um, I would have done that. I would have explained a little more of the looking process, and then when we get to halfway, I would have them just go full insanity plea. I would have this cult established, beginning of the movie, or the government. And I'd have it established that they're not like, we have to convince them. Maybe you can have a scene of that because it's kind of interesting, but they don't do it well. Mm. Yeah, I think it'd be better if they're like, we need to suppress this now. So instead of like going to trial, they immediately like have a trial, immediately sentenced to this penitentiary. It could be the same one that Mr. Glass happens to be in. I don't think anyone should be focusing on Mr. Glass. They should be like, yeah, that guy has been crazy for a while. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I think he should be mysterious until right. the end of the movie where he's like, yeah, I, I planned all this shit. Right, because they kind of brought him in on the interview process, and I'm like, why is he here? I still don't understand why we brought this guy in. Even he's like... Why am I here? <laughs> but long story short, I would have had it so they're like, we're trying to keep these guys sedated. So maybe if they were in a drug state, they're like, you don't have superpowers. They'd be like, maybe I don't, because they're all drugged out. I would drug the beast. I would drug David and just be like, you cannot get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, then basically Mr. Glass is the one like, I'm going to get us all out of here. And then he proves we're all superheroes. And then the cult's like, fuck. But the whole idea, one, I'd also staff the hospital with security and guards and maybe have them try to test their powers in prison. Like that would have been unique. But I, you could have changed this film by making realistic like plot points having the the whole idea of the film make sense. Trying to hide them is way better than trying to convince them they're not superheroes. If you're trying to convince the world, that makes sense. But trying to convince the person that has those powers just doesn't make sense on paper or on film. It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, I would have probably had maybe the beast escape. Maybe Bruce Willis die. I don't know. I would have changed it up. If I had time to write it, I think I could have made it a little more climactic. Definitely Glass would die. Maybe Glass and David would die, but the Beast would go loose or something like that. Right, or Kevin just kind of lives under the radar. Right. He just escapes, and but he's okay now. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I would have made it a little more interesting, but yeah, I definitely don't think having, you know, this, the, the concept of trying to convince them that they, they aren't super just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And having a, a cast of really bad dialogue. Because the film's like setting never really bothered me or, or the, you know, the plot. 
in terms of like where they are or what's going on. It's just how it was written. The characters are fucking morons and the concept of trying to convince them that they're not powers. What about you? What would you do? I would have had it outside of the asylum for the most part, at least for this movie. And I think it would have been interesting more if David had to be a detective and try and find the beast, but glass finds him first. And he's like, and you know, he does the whole, Oh, you're pure thing. And then they work together. He's like, Oh, I can help you make everyone pure. And they come up with like some kind of plan to kill a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. the beast is like, okay with that. Sounds a little more interesting, but definitely way different film. If I had to do this film, that's how I would no, do I'm mine. Saying, but I, I definitely was given a see. blank canvas. Oh, blank canvas. Oh, okay. And if it, for the psych ward thing, what I would do is, well, this is, I mean, this wouldn't work anyway. So there's two things I, I would have done. These are two different films. First idea would be lock them up in there, and then there's other, like, superheroes, but you don't really see them in the oh. movie. So I think that would be interesting if they walk past, like, other characters that, that have are, like that abilities. Have super, yeah, superpowers. And then they're like, oh, yeah, they don't know. You, you guys are just nuts or whatever. And then um, my other idea would be to have them all locked in the same room together. Mm-hmm. And there's like those psych- psychiatric sessions. Because it, I thought it was boring for the fact that the characters don't interact with each other until like the last act of the movie. Like there's only one scene where James McAvoy sees Bruce Willis and he's mm-hmm. like, Ooh? And then that's it, like until the very right. end. There's no interaction. How'd you feel about the fight scenes? I just couldn't care less. I thought the first one was cool. They were kind of lame at the end. Yeah, the la- the la- the end. You could just because they were trying it. to. They were just being lazy. Like they were just cutting around stuff and shit. There was no like drama or no like the not sense of urgency, but just I just didn't f- care anymore. I guess. Mm-hmm. When I was watching, I'm like, where is this going? Can we just get this over with? Like, th- I don't, I didn't feel any connection to the action because I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck's happening right now. Right. I, I just, yeah. I but I would have definitely done more of the David is searching for the beast. You think it went too quickly? Yeah. Wait. It was like the first 15 minutes. Right. And I was like, oh, I guess we're, we're not doing that. Or, He could have been searching for him, you know, the first 30 minutes of the movie, and then they could have gone from there with the whole psychiatric session. Take out the convince them they're this bullshit Mm -hmm. and just have them locked up by the government or whatever, or like some kind of, um, what is the Spider-Man's like, like the chick that tries to always capture Spider-Man. Silver Silver Sable? Sable. Yeah. It's like a contractor contractor, uh, that tries to keep them in line or use them for something else like use them for bad shit. They're like, we'll let you go, but you got to like go on these missions for us or something. And then David's like, yeah, I'm not about it. Wait a minute. What? How did they know where the beast was when they first caught David and the beast? Cause weren't they together? Right. They were together, but it's not like there was police there or anything. Well, they're not the police though. Right, right, right. What I'm asking is how the fuck did they find out that that fight was going on? It was like in an abandoned alley. It wasn't like there was media. There wasn't. If I'm being like, if I'm losing my sense of sort of um, suspending my belief, they probably followed David. They probably already knew where he was when he was looking for him because they knew about the son as well. 
And he's like, oh, how did you know about me? They're like, we've been watching you. Obviously they don't explain that well. Because no, now that no, I think I, about it, I totally it, agree. I'm just it's, again suspending belief. I'm assuming that they were. That's following, a lot of suspended belief. I'm assuming they're following David, which is somewhat plausible since they already knew what he looked like right. and they knew about him. If someone called the police and then they got there first, I'd believe that. But it was like an abandoned building. No, but no they one aren't the, the police. police. You keep saying call the police. What I'm saying is, how did this government agency not track down not David before? Whatever they are. You know what I'm They're saying? A secret society. It doesn't make sense how they, they got there. They don't apply to the same rules as a, as the police. They still need to find people. Like I said, they were probably already following him, and they, which made sense because they knew that he would go after the beast, and so they just got two birds with one stone. Mm, I don't, I don't buy it. Fine, it doesn't work for that's, me. I mean, that's the only explanation I can think of is it's, that they just followed him. It is the best explanation, but it just doesn't work. Even still, there's nothing that makes sense. Because I was saying, if they did that in a public place, like let's say like he chased the beast somewhere, like a mall or something, somewhere nearby, or a bridge, like a bridge, maybe there was a bridge off to the factory, and then people saw that, and they were like, we need to get ahead of this now. Like This is a PR incident. We can't have people know they're superheroes. Because otherwise, these people were pretty low-key for the most part. David's been low-key for 20 years. I mean, they're trying to be low-key. The one dude is murdering children. Right, right, right. Like, why would he want to be seen? Right, exactly. So I'm like, I don't understand why the government's like, or this, sorry. The government. government. <laughs> Secret the, society. Well, they're, they're like, they have like a, no, they, wait, what do they have? They have a, square. I thought, too bad they don't have a club. Because <laughs> I mean, Isn't they have the club what a club is? Yeah, isn't that a clover? Codename Kid Next Door? Yeah, the Clubberman. Sure. So the Clubberman, um, I don't know. I don't feel like they should really care about proving this because they're not like trying to make themselves known. They should just kill them and go like, all right, we're done. Just does, none, none of this makes sense. No one's motivations, the characters' motivations, the people's motivations, the plot's motivations. Uh, who, who, who was motivated to write this? I don't understand why they were motivated to write it like this. Anything. Yeah, I don't get it. What's your rating? Honestly? Yeah. If I'm being nice, I'd give it like a three. I was saying a four. If I'm if I'm being like... Oh, nah, I'm going to say five. My level of enjoyment was a zero. I enjoyed nothing about that movie. I enjoyed seeing celebrities' faces. I don't know what that <laughs> I guess I'll give... Okay, James McAvoy's performance, nine out of ten. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say four out of ten because like a one out of ten for me is the room. No, like I'm that's saying a one. I'm just saying his performance. Or no, I, I guess that's a nine. zero. Sure. It's not. We're doing the math here, so hold on, people. Okay. James McAvoy's performance nine out of ten. Okay, so what does that put in the film? Is that just a three? His 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 performance is its own score. Okay. This film for me gets a three. I can see that. I'm gonna say it's a four. I'm gonna say it's a four. You know, for the four main actors that were yeah, I get saw each of their it. faces A B C D. We need like a, a like a scoring system. Well, of, of like we'll an work item. on that. We're the like, way I do it is if like, I enjoy get, the film, you get four Hall H passes out of ten. Oh, I thought you meant just like a reasoning for the points. Nah, so for me, the way I rate movies is if the movie does a good job and I had an okay time, that's a five. Five yearbas. We'll we'll come up with the, the symbol later or or the value, but I'm just telling them how I rate. It's a five if it's an okay movie. It's basic. I didn't have a great time. It's not memorable. I would not. I would say 
It's less than that. So this is a four. A one or a zero is like The Room. It is not a movie <laughs> that is made with passion. And people say that, oh, it's like, like what is it? Post-cinema. Yeah, it's that, there's like, there's that like, trash art or whatever. Yeah, it's I'm like, garbage no, this art. Is, I'm like, no, it's just bad. This shit is it's just, just trash. bad. I'm not going to like, watch it. More intelligent people watch. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. I the hate, Room is not a good film. I hate people. Now, Disaster Artist actually... Is a great the, film. Yeah, it was very good. But that's because it's based on a bad film. And that one was well shot, well composed. So you have to keep that in mind. A 10 movie is one that really like stimulates you have to watch all it. senses. It's, it's worth your It's time. a movie that like can stand the test of time. It will stimulate all your senses. You enjoyed at least 90% of the film. I would have to say it'd have to be at least 90%. Oh, for sure. And it's something that you could write a paper on just for the fuck of it. Or something <laughs> you can also just watch again and again right. as well. Like, it has a lot of rewatch value. I don't... I would never rewatch this movie if I don't have no, to. No, it's not even a four. No, for it's, me, it's, it's a, a four. It's a four. I just... I did not have a good time. No. I've never wanted to leave a movie so much. The What's only... I've only left one film. Mm-hmm. One and that was the Brad Pitt movie. Oh, you uh, kill them softly. Killing them softly. Yeah, that was probably a test of any human being's patience, any human being's time. Mm-hmm. That was probably the worst film I've ever seen. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, we should come up with a symbol. Yerba. I like Yerba. sponsorship. You're you're a sponsor us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Don't, I mean, watch Unbreakable, watch Split. You watch Unbreakable and Split. You don't need to watch this movie. I would say Unbreakable is like an 8. And I'd say, no, I'd say Unbreakable is like a 7.5. I really enjoyed it. I would give that movie definitely between 7 and an 8. 7 would, and an I 8. I could rewatch that movie. I think Split is a, a solid 7. Yeah, if I'm being generous, an 8. Yeah, generous of an 8. I, eight, I, enjoyed, enjoy, I, I enjoyed, enjoyed watching it. it. That post-credit scene makes it a definite 7, though. M. Night Shyamalan dude he's always he's like ooh we're on a high and then he's just like well now the roller coaster has no tracks anymore what I wanted to ask you everyone's dead before we leave is is he even a good director anymore like is his work even like defendable no no I want to see the movies he's direct how many ones I don't like and how many ones I do like his ratio of good to bad bad to good is because it's he'll make something really good and then he'll make something that's fucking shouldn't have ever existed like there's no in between wait he directed Stuart Little I think so yeah what the fuck anyways we'll talk about that later but no I don't think I like most of his no I hate six like 80% of his films all right well there we go he's not a he's I don't know He's like a four-hit wonder, and that's yeah, it. four-hit wonder. Maybe two-and-a-half-hit wonder. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. As usual, you know, follow us on Instagram, comment. We really, 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 really love feedback. You don't have to, like, say it openly. You can just email us, text us, whatever. But uh, thanks for listening. Have a good time. time. <laughs> Later, players. Later, players. Hail Hydra! I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from.